This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Huge matchup to the top teams in the AFC. We had to go over to Buffalo, get one of the experts there. Sal Capaccio, always game day in Buffalo. Sal, how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you. It seems like the Buffalo Bills front office has been pretty busy this week, adding a few additions. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, three new additions, one via trade, two via free agency. So uh, let's start with the trade. Rasul Douglas comes over from the Green Bay Packers. You know, I think it's interesting that the Bills and the Jaguars were the only two AFC teams to acqui- actually make an acquisition at the trade deadline. I think it just shows you how tough it is to actually make a trade in the NFL, right? And yeah. find find the right partner. I don't think that means that Cincinnati or Kansas City or Miami weren't trying or Baltimore. It just means that it's tough to make a deal. The Bills made one. Bring over Rasul Douglas, which is really going to help stabilize the secondary after they lost Tredavious White early in the season. And, you know, Kyer Elam hasn't been able to really stick on the field. Now he's on IR as well. A really good player. He's actually tied for the third most interceptions in the league over the last three years with 10 of them. Uh, so that's a really nice player for them to get. And then free agency-wise, they've uh, they've dipped into the veteran pool, basically. Uh, Leonard Fournette comes as a running back on the practice squad kind of stabilized that after the loss of Damian Harris a few weeks ago to a neck injury. It's a guy they've really had their eye on and been talking with for quite a while. He's a good pass blocker. He's good out of the backfield. Believe it or not, he's only 28 years old. When you guys think Leonard Fournette's like way older than 28? 100%. Yeah, he's only 28 years old. With a lot of tread on those tires, but he's got a lot of experience, catches the ball well out of the backfield. And then just today, Linval Joseph, a uh, veteran in the league. He, now, this is a guy who is 35 years old, uh, but he went to Philly last year right around the same time and was a part of that great D-line that helped him get to the Super Bowl. So, Daquan Jones has been is injured. He's out. The Bills have had some major injuries on defense. So, I think um, Limbaugh Joseph coming in is going to really help that defensive line. You know, maybe not replace Daquan Jones, but at least, you know, allow it to be a little bit more functional in how they want to run it. So, do you think oh, – I was just saying, do you think any of these guys play this week or do you think they're more like stashing for next week after they get more into the offense or defense service head they're on? No, Mike, it's the it's the million dollar question we're wondering in Buffalo. I will tell you the Bills have not shut the door on it. I do think that Rasul Douglas will suit up because if you look at the numbers, they only have two boundary corners in the active roster other than him, Christian Benford and Dane Jackson, the two starters. So 
I mean, Russell Douglas could wind up being a starter, but now, right now, it, Kyrie Elam, like I said, is on, is on IR. So the only options you have are him, and then you can dip into the practice squad, elevate Josh Norman, a guy they signed just a few weeks ago who's yeah. older as well, and Jamarcus Ingram. And against this group, Cincinnati Bengals, as you guys know better than anybody, you know, you're going to have to have all hands on deck. So I do think that Russell Douglas could play this weekend. I do think Linval Joseph could play this weekend. You know, that's a position, a defensive tackle, where you could put him on the field, and as long as you don't have a tons of stunts and things he's not familiar with, it's a guy that's been in the league a long time. He's a veteran. He's seen every system. Tell him, hey, just go tie up this gap, go penetrate, whatever. I think he can do that as well. I don't know about Leonard Fournette. I think that's a stretch. Running back, you could do some things, but I think you'd be limiting – really his snap count, and then you have to weigh, is that worth using the roster spot for an elevation because he's a practice squad guy right now? When you think of this matchup right now, you were talking about the secondary, and you think about these Bengals wide receivers and T. Higgins, who's kind of been battling that rib injury, but he's been active ever since the Tennessee Titans game, missing only one game, additional game after that. Jamar Chase has definitely stepped up as the number one receiver. No surprise there. They have the rookie and Andre Yosibosh. Uh, what do you think about this matchup overall with the Bills secondary? Well, I, I just think it's a tough matchup for any secondary against this group when they're fully healthy, especially when Joe Burrow's fully healthy, right? I mean, the Bengals have what every team kind of dreams of, which is three legitimate wide receivers to be able to throw on the field at any time. They love using them all. And then, of course, they have a really good running back in Joe Mixon, but it's going to be a tough challenge for the Bills. The Bills obviously would love to have Tredavious White for this game. Uh, they don't have him. Last year when they played the Bengals, they didn't have Micah Hyde for the regular season game or the playoff game. They just have never been able to be fully healthy. And of course, the Bills are missing their all-pro linebacker, Matt Milano, in a game like this, which really winds up hurting them, I think, too, because of those second-level throws you know, that Joe Burrow will um, will make to those guys. So I, I do think, though, that you know the Bills' secondary is still a good secondary, and now they have Hyde and Poyer together again, and they're very good at disguising coverages. They're very good at you know playing off one another. The Bills are very good at keeping things in front of them, and they don't get beat with a lot of big plays. I know the Bengals haven't had a lot of explosive plays. A lot of that has to do with, you know, Burrow's injury, as you guys know. But um, I think at least that's going to be the game they're going to play. Hey, we'll, we'll keep everything in front. We'll give you your catches, and then we're going to have to make the tackles on you to, you know, try and keep this, you know, so you don't get it doesn't get away from us too quickly. Do you think with the addition of Taylor Rapp and the injury to Matt Milano, there's going to be more three safety stuff thrown at the Bengals than there might be if Milano played? Yeah. So it's really interesting, Mike. Is the Bills unveiled kind of a new wrinkle last week? against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a short week on Thursday night. So Dorian Williams is a rookie linebacker who's been filling in for Matt Milano. They really like Dorian Williams. He's going to be a good player. Plays super fast, plays like his hair is on fire. He's super physical. But, you know, he's a rookie, and the game hasn't slowed down enough for him yet. So he's kind of over-pursues sometimes, misses some tackles. The other guy is Tyrell Dotson. They'll put him there. And Tyrell Dotson is a, a fine linebacker. He's just not quite the athlete. You could take advantage of him in the passing game. What they did last week... They did exactly what you said. They put Taylor Rapp on the field as a third safety dime defensive back. But the wrinkle was they took Tyrell Dodson as Will Linebacker off the field and moved Jordan Poyer to actually playing Will Linebacker in, in passing down. So even though it's a safety, Jordan Poyer, he wasn't really playing safety. He was playing more of a dime big linebacker. And I think that could be something we see again this week will be really interesting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Dalton Kincaid uh, getting his second start, obviously after the Knox injury. And I think a lot of Bengals fans in the draft, they wanted Dalton Kincaid. There was a big uh, tight end party over in Cincinnati because they thought they were going to get a tight end. What do you think about Dalton Kincaid already in, in his short uh, rookie year so far? He's going to be special. He really is. I think, you know, Bills fans have been kind of waiting for the Dalton Kincaid breakout game. I think we got that last week against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He scored his first NFL touchdown. Um, Five catches, 65 yards. Uh, The week before that, eight catches, 75 yards. You could say really the the game came even before that against the uh, New England Patriots. But the last two weeks, though, he's been terrific for the Bills. I think he's going to have a really great future in this league. And you know, unfortunately, it's come at the expense of Dawson Knox as well. The Bills really like Dawson Knox. He's a very good player. But with Dawson Knox's injury, you won't see him against the Bengals because he's on IR. With his wrist injury, that's kind of forced the Bills a little bit to be more of an 11 personnel team when they want to run a lot of 12. I think and a lot of people in Buffalo think they're actually better in 11 personnel. And Dawson Knox is really more of a quasi-big slot receiver than he is a tight end. He's a tough matchup. Um, so... The, the whoever's going to defend him for the Bengals, however they want to play it, their slot corner, a linebacker, he's going to have some sort of matchup whether, um, advantage, whether that's size or that speed. But the other thing is he is so good. His hands are so good, and he's really good run after catch. I think we're going to see more and more Dalton Kincaid here. Is uh, So Khalil Shakir, he had a pretty good game against the Buccaneers. Is that 11 personnel related? Because it's normally just Diggs, Gabe Davis, and he gets in there and he just steps up as kind of, you know, knocks – not. You know, Kincaid is the Knox replacement, but when yeah. you are 12 and you move to 11, it almost feels like Shakir being inserted because they dropped a tight end in there. Do you think he's going to play a lot in this game, or was that just a short I, week he knows the offense type thing? No, I agree. I, I think that really Kincaid was playing a lot anyway. He just is forced a little bit more mm-hmm. into a, even a heavier role without Dawson Knox there. But really it is Khalil Shakir who was the beneficiary. He, his snap count went way up. You know, the Bills like Khalil Shakir. He had a very inconsistent preseason in training camp. A lot of fans are wondering, oh, my gosh, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to move on from this guy? Like he, he, he was trouble catching the ball. Not the case though. The regular season, I think, I think last week he had as many catches as he did all of last season, his rookie year. And you know, this is exactly what the bills wanted from him. The other guy, and I don't know why it hasn't materialized, but every time he's gets a ball thrown his way, he makes something happen. That's Deontay Hardy. Who's small, but he's a really good slot receiver. He's a return man. And at some point, I think Deontay Hardy is going to get more involved here, especially if they stay more 11. But, yeah, to answer your question, Mike, I think Khalil Shakir, you should see more of him. The Bills will stay more in 11 personnel, I think. I think that's how they want to play it, a little up-tempo. You know, and, and Josh Allen, for most of the year, but especially last week, you know, he hasn't been just chucking the ball down the field. He's been taking what the defense gives him. He's been thrown underneath. Who would have thought Josh Allen would lead the NFL halfway through the season in completion percentage? Yeah, I think a lot of Bengals fans, they want Joe Burrow to get that back to be completely honest with you when it comes to the completion percentage. But we were talking about Josh Allen. Outside of that first game against the Jets, he's really taking care of the ball. And that's a huge thing for them offensively. Yeah, he has. And, you know, he's had some interceptions since then. But really, Josh's interceptions have mostly come from what Josh does, trying to do a little too much, right? And I always say, like, I'll live with those. You never want to take that away from Josh Allen. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes and to a degree Joe Burrow, which is, these guys are just, they're going to make throws sometimes that no one else on earth can make. So you know what? Those things are going to result in touchdowns and big plays. In the meantime, you know, you're going to have to live with maybe those throws resulting in going to the other team. And he's done that a few times, but since that first game, when he just, for some reason, just made bad decision after bad decision, it seemed like on some throws, he's made really good decisions. He's kept things underneath. He's taken what the defense has given him. And he's had a really good year. Josh is actually playing at an MVP type level. If you look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL, 
you could make an argument for some receivers, of course, like Tyree Kill, but I think you can make just as good of an argument right now for Josh Allen to be the NFL MVP. Is there any concern whatsoever about Josh Allen having – he's not going to miss the game, but with the injury, is there any type of concern with that, just like uh, he might not be 100%? Well, I think anytime you're dealing with a quarterback and a right shoulder injury who throws right-handed, yeah. there's always going to be some concern, but – like he's tough. This guy's built a little bit different. I think your listeners would probably be surprised to know that Josh Allen actually has the current longest active starting streak in the NFL for a quarterback. He's like 80 games straight. He hasn't missed a game in 80 games. He hasn't missed a start. It's pretty crazy um, because he's tough and he deals with things. And he, he's a big guy, but concern wise, I don't think so. Let's remember he actually got hurt in the first half of that um, game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He came back. He didn't make a series. He played the whole second half. He threw the ball. He ran the ball. So it's really more about maintenance right now and pain tolerance, I think, for what he's going through. And he said it's really more about a long-term plan to keep him you know, upright and healthy for why he missed practice. I don't think there's any concern about him not being 100%. I think the playbook will be completely open to him. Yeah, it just remind me, the elbow seemed to have an effect, but that's a more, you know, that felt a little bit more serious than the shoulder. One yeah. And yeah. And I think, I hope I didn't say elbow. I, did, I hope I said shoulder. I did. You, say you elbow. did. I was thinking last I, year with the elbow. And I, and you know what? No. And this happened the other day. I was on our radio station, WGR sports radio Five Fifty, And I said elbow because I was thinking of last year with the elbow right now. He has the shoulder injury. I don't think it's going to be compromising him at all for this game. He did have the elbow last year. Maybe it was still something he was dealing with in the, even in the playoffs when they played Cincinnati, not taking anything away. They won that game and deserved it. But, um, certainly nothing that's been lingering from that either. All right, let's get to the good part. Prediction time. Bills would say, hey, this is kind of a revenge game for them. Cincinnati Bengals say they're trying to get back on track now that Joe Burrow is almost 100% healthy with that calf injury, and they've uh, been looking pretty good in the last few games. What is going to happen for the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals? Sal, we're going to let you go first. Well, I think it's going to be a one-score game, probably a field goal game, maybe even a one- or two-point game. I think it's just, this can go either way. Uh, it might come down to maybe one of the field goal kickers making a long kick or missing a kick. It might come down to one turnover. That's the Bengals do very well. They take the ball away, as we know. Um, red zone is going to be a key in this game if you look at the two teams and where they sit right now on uh, their red zone stats. So I, I think this could be a, a one-score game. Look, I mean, I'm on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. I'm here on It's Always Game Day in Cincy. You want me to predict the Cincinnati Bengals to win? That's not going to happen. I'll say 24-23, Bills. All right, Mike, you up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of similar thoughts. And I like you said 24-23 because I do think people keep saying shootout. And part of my brain, just when everybody says shootout, I almost mm -hmm. don't expect it. And, look, we're talking about a defense in the Bengals. They did a great job against Josh Allen. And I'm sure the Bills defense on the other side, they've been thinking about this game for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you lose Leslie Frazier. It's a little bit different with Sean McDermott calling plays. I think 24-23 is a good call. Wrong team. I'm going to go Bengals over. I love it. Hey, I mean, we get 24-23 either way. We'll both kind of stick our chest. That's right. <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I like to go with 23-20 when it's an AFC matchup for some reason. Maybe it's the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals score every single time they play each other. Uh, but I do. I think it's going to be a close game, maybe a walk-off field goal for the Cincinnati Bengals. I got to go I got to go Bengals. I go Bengals every week right now. I'm 4-3 and three on the season. Um, not not the best record, but I'll take it. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm i just happy to see Josh Allen's out there. Joe Burrow is out there. Two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC on primetime football. The energy should, should be great. And um, I'm really looking forward to the matchup.